I just finished this book called Yellow Face by R.F. Kuang, and my friend Isla recommended it to me. And at its heart, one of the things that it's really about is where ideas originate from, you know, where stories originate from. And there's a quote from the book that goes, you know, it's, it's by a poet in the book, and it goes, I don't create so much as I collect. The world is already so rich. All I do is distill the messiness of human life into a concentrated reading experience. And so that got me thinking, you know, as a person who delves in stories myself, like that got me thinking, where do good LinkedIn content ideas come from? And I think before we answer that, I think we need to even break down like what is good LinkedIn content, you know? And really good isn't the best word because that's so subjective. When I say good, I really mean like impactful. I mean, useful to your audience. I mean, you know, it has the ability to move people forward. And I say that because thought leadership itself is action oriented. You know, that's what makes this concept of thought leadership different from simply building the biggest personal brand and being an influencer, right? Or being the smartest person in the room as a subject matter expert. The whole goal of thought leadership is getting people on the same page so that you can all move forward in alignment with a vision. And so with that in mind, I think powerful thought leadership content needs to build trust. It needs to provide value either by sharing a unique perspective that makes people think in a new way, or maybe by sharing like how-to information that helps people grow from where they're currently at. I think another measure of it is that it's something that can be added upon by other people to create conversation and dialogue, right? In the form of comments and DMs and things like that. And maybe it's kind of like sticky. And so by nature, people want to repost it and share it to organically get it in front of new like-minded people. What it doesn't need to be is perfect. Like it doesn't even need to be necessarily super well thought out in order to be good, impactful, or useful. And I've found that sometimes those off-the-cuff thoughts are exactly what your audience needs to hear at that moment. And so all that being said, I think most of all, the measure of good content is that it's deeply resonant with your ideal audience, which are the people that you talk to, that you serve, that you support. So where do good LinkedIn content ideas come from? I mean, much like the quote from the book, I think they come from the messiness of human life. And in our cases, they come from the messiness of entrepreneurship and running social impact businesses. I think they come from solidarity with your target audience and your mutual vision. I think it comes from being strategic in your thinking as it relates to where your company is going. And maybe most of all, it comes from you, you know, from your willingness to share the stories of what you have grown through to become the guide you are today. So I would love for you to enjoy this episode and get some food for thought on where good LinkedIn content ideas come from. And if you're wanting to go deeper into sharing your stories and your perspectives on LinkedIn to attract inbound opportunities, I would love for you to sign up for the waitlist for October's LinkedIn content sprint. Doors open for registration on September 19th, and we only have 20 spots available because it does include unlimited one-on-one copy coaching from me personally. And so if you are an impact-driven founder with a story inside of you and a status quo shifting opinion, I would love for you to join the sprint. 
You'll batch 24 strategic, timeless, and repurposable pieces of content for LinkedIn that will build trust in your sector. So check out the link in the show notes to get on the list. And in the meantime, here's our episode. Hey, I'm Tanya Bhattacharya, and you are listening to the Campfire Circle podcast. We are all about breaking down the boardroom table as the ultimate space of leadership and instead replacing it with a campfire because that's where we share our stories. That's where we build warm community. And that is where there's always room. I'm building an impactful business in public through thought leadership, and I'm taking you behind the scenes all along the way. So if you want to stand out as you stand up for your mission, you are in the right place. Okay, so the first place good LinkedIn content ideas come from is from this deep shared understanding and really, I would say solidarity with your people, with your target audience, you know, like that clarity in who it is that you're writing for, what they're facing right now, what are they Googling in the middle of the night? What are they asking their business mastermind buddies about right now in Slack and like struggling through together? And so, you know, I think there's two places that you can sort of gather content ideas based in this place. And the first one, the more, I mm, I don't know, I, let's call it the more basic place to start coming up with ideas are these online tools that we have available to us. And these are really great when you have writer's block or you just feel like you've talked about everything already. Like the ideas just aren't coming. Probably my favorite website or tool to get these new ideas is called Answer the Public. And it was created by Neil Patel. So I'll drop that link in the show notes, but I'm actually gonna navigate there right now while I record this and like tell you how I would use this if I was, you know, coming up with ideas. So it says right here on the website, like if you're, if you're on it or if you go to it later, it says, discover what people are talking about. And then there's a place in here for me to type in some keywords. And so if you have been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I help social impact entrepreneurs use LinkedIn to build their influence and visibility. So I would probably type in LinkedIn. And so when I do that, it looks like there is a search volume of 11 million. So that's high. That's good. People are wanting to know more about this. And then as I scroll down, there's a wheel and it shows me what all kinds of people are searching for as it relates to LinkedIn. And so some interesting things that are popping up here, I'm just going to like call out some interesting things that I feel like, you know, would make good LinkedIn content ideas for me, at least these are going to be different for you. But okay, so can LinkedIn premium see anonymous? Okay, so that's something that people are searching for. And that could be a whole, I, I could do a whole post or piece about who viewed your profile section on LinkedIn and what you can do with that area to follow up with the people that are kind of lurking on you a little bit. Another thing here is how LinkedIn algorithm works. I mean, yeah, I think what would make sense for me to do here based on my perspective is maybe sharing about the algorithm and some of the research that exists that people have done, the tests people have done to, you know, to see what's working right now with the algorithm, which is always changing, right? Like it's always changing. But then I, based on my perspective, I would really talk about how the algorithm doesn't matter. And instead we should focus on resonance with a small group of super fans versus trying to reach like all of LinkedIn, you know? So that's what I might do. Another one I see here is which LinkedIn learning courses are the best. I love that. 
And I can imagine a really great post where I share maybe some of the best LinkedIn learning courses about a top, like for me, it would probably be about LinkedIn, which is very meta, but I could do that. And I could actually tag the course creators, the people who did the course. And that would help build a relationship with those folks, right? Who could become amplifiers and referral partners over time. There's like a community building potential to that content idea. And you could do something like that for your own topic too. There's another one that says LinkedIn, where are saved posts? So that's really interesting. I have never, yeah, like I wonder if folks even know they can save posts or encourage their readers to save a post to come back to later. You know, I see people do that on Instagram. I don't really see people do that on LinkedIn. So that's, you know, that's interesting. Another interesting one here, are LinkedIn messages private? So that is really, I've never thought of that. Like I've never, I haven't really done any content really about LinkedIn messages and DMing and like what that whole world is like. So that would be good to do. Yeah, I've, I've, that's a whole area about LinkedIn that I haven't done a lot of content on. And so there's 700 results here. So I could keep going, but I think you can see there's some really interesting tidbits here and little nudges for content ideas and a lot of like how-to content ideas. But like I said before, you can always include your own point of view and share the unique ways that you think about your work. Like I talked about with that algorithm example. So I want you to think about like, what is the keyword or keywords that you could type in here and get like hundreds and hundreds of content ideas for? But like I said before, like this is the basic way to come up with good LinkedIn content ideas. And it's okay to be basic, but I would say the better way to come up with these content ideas is to actually be in community and ask your people. And that's gonna be better because like, these are the people you wanna serve. It's not just all of the internet that's searching for these things. So, you know, I would get in touch with your dreamy past clients the friends you have who have some shared background and commonalities with the types of people you want to work with. You know, you could do this one-on-one, like a mini market research call. You could do this with several people, like in a focus group. You could look at, you know, data that you have, like notes from your past discovery calls. You could look at notes from the applications you've collected. If you have a group coaching program, maybe they're living in Airtable, maybe they're somewhere else. You know, like what I really want to say is, Most of us, unless we are like just starting our business, and even then we still have some some of this stuff, I would say most of us have the raw material available to transform into a wellspring of valuable information and content, which then will position us as a go-to and in-demand voice in our sector. And opportunities will follow from there. Clients will follow from there. Self-actualization, you know, and leadership can follow from there. And It's easier said than done. Like, I'm not trying to say that this is easy, but most of us have the access to the raw material already, right? And so when all else fails, I think that many of us expertise-led small businesses have gained this expertise that we lend to other people through our own experience of living through the problem that we now help solve for our clients. So tapping into your own stories and finding the message contained within those stories and then using them as LinkedIn content to guide others into solution at scale, I think that's the best way. Those are the best pieces of LinkedIn content, in my humble opinion. You know, there's this quote by Brene Brown, I say all the time, and it's one day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through and it will become someone else's survival guide. So that's something 
I think about all the time when I think about where good LinkedIn content ideas come from. So where do we capture those stories and ideas? I mean, I think some good places to start is poking through photos, asking your parents or the people who knew you when you were younger, maybe mentors about like funny memories that stick out. You know, you could get together with old friends and ask them what they would come to you for advice on and why. You know, read your old diaries and journals if you dare. I would create some space to daydream and think about why you started your business and what that turning point was for you when you decided something had to change for you or the people that you serve. And all of this stuff requires space. It requires time. It requires like you can't, you've got to have space for this. You know, it's really important to have designated time and space to allow for these nuggets to emerge. So right now, as I'm recording this in the middle of August, I am in the middle of something I call Easy August. I'm probably going to do this every year. And it's almost like a mini sabbatical. Like I'm working two days a week. I'm, I'm just chilling right now. And I'm very grateful to be in a place to be able to do that. And I also think that people, just about everyone, you know, every business owner can create more space for openness and just letting these ideas download from the universe. You do have to be more ruthless with the things you say no to. You know, you just have to. But this work of tapping into our creativity to consistently come up with ideas, to some extent, it's innate. Like some of us are born with this like inherent like dreaminess and this tendency to seek meaning and this sense of curiosity and wonder. And oftentimes the systems we live in have burned that tendency out of us or have squashed it, right? But we can nurture it. We can find our way back there. And I think that that element or practice or ha- of, of just having space is really important to letting these good sticky ideas emerge, right? Okay, finally, to kind of close this out, I want to talk about how being strategic can lead to good LinkedIn content ideas. And just to break this down to sort of its most obvious or simplest level, what do you have going on in your business like six to eight weeks from now? Are you launching something new? Is a major client contract ending soon? So you'll have space for like one more long-term retainer client. You know, are you taking a sabbatical or parental leave? So people have got to sign up with you now in order to get in the door or they can't for the next six months. You know, what are the cycles and seasons of your business? Like, do you do a lot of one-on-one VIP days at the end of the year in December to set people up for the next year? And if so, maybe now would be a good time to start seeding some content about those VIP days, some stories about those VIP days, like in September and October. You know, and at its worst, I think content marketing can feel like a treadmill because it can feel like you're always needing to come up with new and fresh ideas to deliver. But you don't, like you you really don't. It doesn't have to be this way, especially if you already have some sort of package thinking put together somewhere. I really want you to, when you think about content marketing, I want you to write less and I want you to share more. You know, I want you to think about if you've ever done a webinar or workshop for a group, if you've ever, you know, been a guest on a podcast anywhere, or if you've ever created a video for a client or a group of people, like all of these kinds of things that exist probably all over the place. Like, you know, there's going to have to be a process of you gathering some of these things. But all of these things can be, you know, chopped up and become stubs for multiple pieces of content. You can take an old webinar or workshop 
you know, Canva slides and turn them into a LinkedIn carousel. And you can share a story about that webinar and some of the top questions or audience feedback that would always come up when you give that workshop. You can check Google Analytics to see your top performing blogs or check your LinkedIn analytics to see your top performing posts. Or if you have a podcast, you can share your, you know, you can look at your Buzzsprout or wherever, your your podcast analytics and just take your most like well-performing pieces and just like chop them up in and share them in new ways, right? Like literally just take a snippet and share it with a fresh new image. I just did this actually with one of my podcast episodes, which was all about updating your LinkedIn profile. And that actually turned out to be one of the most listened to podcast episodes. So thank you for listening if you did. And I just took that and I turned it into a free email challenge that I posted on LinkedIn, right? To move people from LinkedIn into my email list. And I just used the same transcript and words from the podcast in an email challenge, right? Because people don't always, people need to consume things in different ways. They need to hear things in different ways for it to stick or to take action. You know, how many times do you hear something and you're like, oh, I want to know more about that. And you save it somewhere and it, you know, it never gets unearthed again. So don't be afraid to reshare, you know, get creative with it. So I hope this gave you some good food for thought. There's a couple of resources that I'll stick in the show notes that I'd recommend you check out if you're wanting to do a deeper dive on good LinkedIn content ideas and staying consistent. So that's going to be my past podcast episode about how to cultivate your creativity when it comes to, you know, just being sort of this vessel for content. I'm going to share my episode about breaking down the barriers to batching LinkedIn content. And finally, I'm going to share the information about our October LinkedIn content sprint which will support you in creating six months of thought leadership content that nurtures your followers into friends and fans and creates all kinds of inbound opportunities. So check those out if you're wanting more. And until then, I will see you next time. Okay, so you've heard from us. Now I want to hear from you. Leaving a review helps us so much in growing our reach and supporting more folks with this podcast. And even better, I would love for you to send me a note on LinkedIn with your takeaways from this episode. I cherish and respond to every message, so I can't wait to hear from you. And if you want to go even deeper, check out the show notes to take your next step.